Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Resilience Life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia. And today, I am talking about one of the things that I feel the most passionate about, which is working with sexual assault survivors, especially when the sexual assault occurred during childhood and by a family member or a family friend. Those are the populations that are very dear to my heart. One of the things, I mean, it's super common And at the same time, it's very dear to my heart because of all the impact it had developmentally in their psyche, in their way of seeing the world, in the way of seeing themselves, and the potential of healing a lot of all those things, including with how they see themselves and by changing and healing all those things that were put on themselves by the experience the liberation that it comes is like finding or going back to the real selves. And I enjoy, it brings me so much joy to see that journey, to witness that journey. I feel so humbled when I have a client in my one-on-ones or even in groups that goes there and is able to release a lot of all those patterns that were passed on to her or him or they. And it's amazing the work that it can do on how you changed as a result of just processing it and learning to go back to you. So that's what I wanted to talk today. I wanted to do like a love note, if we want to call it that way, or loving reminders for anyone that was you know, touched by or experienced sexual assault or sexual abuse or rape. So that's what we're going to talk. I guess there's no need for a trigger warning. By now, you all know what we're going to be talking about. And I have this intention for this episode to be received, not for the conscious mind, but let me just... I'm talking specifically to that deeper parts, that unconscious parts of you, that unconscious parts that can listen to me without the filter of the conscious and all the biases and all the I can't, I'm not supposed, I'm not good enough. I want to really like try to bypass all of that and go straight to your heart, straight to your essence, to your spirit. And if you allow me, that's what this quote-unquote medicine is about, is to help remind you of some truth that can be liberating, that can help you in your journey. So that's the intention. So let's begin. So that way you know, I'm going to be discussing 10 different loving reminders. I'm going to go one by one. And I'm going to start with the first one, which is, it's not your fault. 
it was not your fault. It is still not your fault. This reminder is so important. Here's why. The other person, which many people call the perpetrator, made you believe that you wanted this. Made you believe that you were not good enough and that this is what you deserved. And in that moment, whatever age you were experiencing this trauma, you probably believed it. Especially if it was someone that you trusted. Especially if it happened during a time that that was one of the few or only person that displayed any sign of affection, of love. And then that continue. And that idea that it was your fault. Perhaps you shared it and people did not believe you. Perhaps you told someone, even your caregiver, and they kind of pointed back at you, mentioning that you must have done something. You must have been wearing a certain clothing. You must have been provoking the person or being at the wrong time, at the wrong space, with the wrong clothing, said the wrong thing. Again, saying it back that it was your fault, but that's the first thing that I want to dismantle. That's the first thing that I really want, hopefully for your heart to listen to this. It was not your fault. It wasn't. You could have done anything and still the other person had a choice to make. They could have gone and they could have stopped, regardless of what you were doing or not doing, regardless if you wanted it initially and then you said no. Or even if you did not say the word no, but you implied it with your actions, pushing away or doing whatever, it was not your fault. The other person had a 100% responsibility in what they did to you. Second loving note, a loving reminder, you are whole not damaged. <sighs> this is one that I hear a lot of my survivors. And when I say my survivors, the clients that have worked that are survivors, that they, I mean, in that moment, that experience, it felt like it broke them apart. They broke into pieces. And that could have been part of what the nervous system did in order to not crash completely and kind of like what we call dissociate or break apart different memories and put them in different places. Sometimes I like to refer to it as a puzzle and all these different pieces of parts of the memory of what happened get displaced and you're trying to put that puzzle back, but you might not be able to find it or it might be difficult. And a lot of people feel that all of that also reflects that they're not whole that they're damaged, and that being damaged is for life. And that could have also been words from the perpetrator or from someone that heard what happened and said things like that. And I just want to clarify that you are whole. You came into this world whole, and no matter what happens to you, no matter what you do, no matter what somebody says, does to you, you're still whole. What happened to you doesn't define your wholeness. Loving reminder number three. You are worthy of love. Yes, you, my love. You are worthy of love. Again, this is another thing that I work with a lot of my clients and a lot of them feel 
that they don't deserve love, especially, again, if the perpetrator used that to get to you, to make you feel like you were not good enough so then they can do whatever they want. And perhaps even people said that you won't be able to be in a loving relationship or you won't be able to be in any kind of, like nobody will love you because of what happened to you. And that is all BS. I am here trying to send this message straight to your heart. You are worthy of love today, tomorrow, and even yesterday. Loving reminder number four, you're worthy of happiness. And perhaps as you're listening to these, I don't know where you are in your journey. Because I see the healing journey, especially for sexual violence in childhood, that is like a spiral. And at times you might feel like you got this, you're fine. And then something else happens in your life, like a different stage in your life, like becoming intimate with a new person. If you start a family, transitions in life, and then new pieces of those puzzle pieces that you are like, I'm done. I have the puzzle piece complete. You find one. It's like you're cleaning and you find a new puzzle piece. And then you're like, what do I do with this new piece? And a lot of times what happens is when you're constantly going through that, you might think or feel that you will never be happy, that you will never experience fulfillment, joy. Or even as you're in your healing process, that if you feel joy or happy, that then you're forgetting about it or you're letting it slide or something like that. And I hope this message gets through your heart. You deserve happiness. You deserve joy. What happened to you is not here to take away of that. Your life, again, is not defined by what happened to you. You get to choose to change this new way of being. And when I talk about happiness, it's not like woohoo, all that. It's experiencing emotions, experiencing sadness, anger, all of it, rage, despair. And at the same time, if you caught yourself laughing or having a good time and then going straight to, oh, I cannot feel this way because I'm, I'm mad about this, then that's what I'm talking about. You deserve to rest, to have fun, to have joy. And I hope you hear this one because it's so, so important. Loving reminder number five, you deserve to move on. Life doesn't stop here. And I know it might feel that way wherever you are in your journey and like that spiral, there might be moments in your life that you're like feeling like you're moving forward, whatever that looks like for you. And at the same time, there's moments that you feel like you're being pulled back. And that retraction can sometimes throw you really back and you're back at spaces or moments that you were like, I never want to go back. And let me also give you this reminder. Technically, you're not back there because you're experiencing it, but you're a different person. You're in a different age and time and space. So you're not. So I want to dismantle that one as well. It can feel that way. And it's that illusion of being back there, but you're a different person. You might have new resources. That doesn't mean that it might be easier. I mean, I hope I wish for you, but I'm not saying that it's easier necessarily, but it's, it can be seen from a different perspective. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we go back into those dark spaces and we forget that we're in a different 
time and space and age in our life. And you deserve to move on. You deserve to keep living your life. You deserve to still have dreams, hopes, goals, and all of that. The perpetrator, and it could be even plural, probably mentioned a lot of things that made you believe that that was it, that your life was doomed, that there was nothing. And part of breaking that apart as you're processing it and when you, if and when you start feeling that little sparks of wanting to move on and wanting to keep on going in your life, then allowing yourself to do that. And also as you're listening to this, not pressure. If you're not there, you're not there. Not comparing yourself to any other journey, any other person, or even if you re-experience something similar, not comparing to your previous time. And when you feel, because I know I meant previously I said if, when, but hopefully when you feel that spark, a little spark of wanting to move on, wanting to keep on with your life, that you allow yourself. And that's so important, allowing yourself to move on. Loving reminder number six. This is a big one. Your body did whatever it needed to survive. I'm going to repeat it. Your body did whatever it needed to survive. What am I talking about? You might have experienced pleasure. You might have experienced sensations that have you confused right now. You might have experienced feeling conflicted feeling like wanting to fight, but then not being able to do so. Feeling like wanting to say something, but then not not able, like trying to open your mouth and not being able to do so. Wanting to walk away when you felt like if there was any initial sensation or feelings about it and not doing it. And how often do I see a lot of shame and guilt given because of what could have, should have, and all that, or even upset about your body for reacting in a certain way. And I'm here to tell you, your body has this innate wisdom that is all about survival and protection. And part of that includes like going into this freeze mode, which it could include fainting or feeling like completely frozen, like having a car on parking and you're hitting on the gas. So you feel that agitation inside, but, you, but there's nothing that you can do to move. And that's what we do ultimately at the end when we feel a threat that is imminent as a way to survive. That's just what humans and many animals do. And I'm here to remind you that if that happened to you, and then you kind of are grueling yourself because of what you could have, what you should have, what you know, you could have punched a person, you could have moved away, or you could have like done X, Y, and C, that is going to keep holding you back. It's not worth it. It was your body. How I normalize is it was your body response. And I'm here to tell you that just because your body did that doesn't mean that it would always do that. Doesn't mean that there's no way, that there's not any way for you to kind of process that. Here's where therapy can come handy. Here's where somatic work can come handy. Here's where finding ways of releasing and moving that out of your body, especially if you went into a freeze response. There was that kind of locked energy because before we go into a freeze response, even if it's like momentaneously, 
we tend to go to a mobilized response. That's why we feel like that rush of energy to kind of like punch, fight or run to, towards our extremities, right? And if that got, you know, you got that impulse, that adrenaline and all that was fired and then you went into a freeze mode, that got like locked in. And a lot of times you might find yourself doing certain things like bumping into things, like exploding at times or going back into those freeze responses. And here I am to tell you the part of it could be resolved or at least processed in many ways via somatic. And when I say via somatic, somatic therapy, dancing, shaking, movement, yoga, breathing, tapping. There's so many different somatic approaches out there. Attending to your body and knowing that it had that innate wisdom and it did it all to survive. And you're here. If you're still listening to this, that means that you survived it. So allowing and accepting what your body did is part of that healing. And then recognizing what your body's still doing right now, what your body's still doing, because sometimes we feel like we're still back in there or that we continue to have to do that. And as soon as we catch it, instead of going down the rabbit hole of shame, like, why are you back here? Kind of accepting, allowing yourself to recognize and to accept what is, and then keep trying to change something. It takes a journey. It can take a long time. It is a journey for you to go from awareness of, hmm, I'm back into that freeze response, or I felt that rush of energy, and then I shut down, to then actually be like, oh, okay, I got this. Now, let me try to do X, Y, and C because I felt this way. And then to finally be able to feel it, the change, the shift. It can take a while. It's just like learning a new skill. It's just like learning to walk. You're going to fall certain, you know, a lot of times. But if you give up, you will not be able to see what could have been. And that's what I'm here to tell you. Like keep trusting, keep in that journey, allowing the process to unfold and just one step forward at a time. You don't need to have the whole staircase. Like you don't need to see it. Just taking that one step and then the second That's all it takes. Loving reminder number seven. Having mixed feelings about the perpetrator is very common, especially if it was a family member. What do I mean with this? Having that kind of like, I don't want to take this person out of my life, or if it was a minor, whatever feelings you have, like maybe even questioning, besides like if you did something like questioning about whether that person should stay or not in your life and sometimes feeling like yes you want to create a boundary sometimes you don't I just want to normalize this because a lot of people don't talk about it a lot of people go into straight into like if you allow that person in your life then like there's something wrong about you and kind of like that very either or mentality and it's not that way it's not I know this is a very unpopular opinion right now. And again, practice discernment as I'm speaking about this. Because when I speak about this, specifically this topic, I am talking from experience working over 10 years with clients that have been abused, sexually abused in childhood. I'm also talking about all the knowledge that I have in my mind and head and body about like over more than five different trauma approaches 
in therapy and I'm also having the books and other like information that I have received. And at the same time, I don't know you. I don't know your story. I don't know what happened to you. So practicing discernment in whatever I say in this episode or any other episodes here, it's super important. So I just want to pause and talk about that. Going back to the love and reminder, if you have mixed feelings about this person and somebody tries to judge you about it or make you feel like you should not have this person in your life, I just want to say that it's very common and I would recommend you to seek out professional help, therapy, any groups for sexual assault survivors. So that way you're able to speak with someone that has experience in this, but also get like sounded like somebody that is listening to you and, and get some sounded recommendations on what to do. Each case is very different, especially if it happened with a very close family member, if it was two minors, all of that. There's so many different variants. What I would say, though, is a lot of people might stay in the relationship or keep the relationship partly because of what the perpetrator said or did that made you feel like you have to versus you want to. And I know that can get very confusing, especially if it happened really early on, because wanting can be a result of feeling like you have to, because if people were forcing you early on to do things, now as an adult, you might feel like you want to, but if you really deep dive into it, you might be like, wait, do I really want this or not? Is this is a half or something that was imposed or put on me? So that's a journey for you to discern whether it is something that you really want or you feel like you have to. And then putting in a balance the risk and benefits and what kind of relationship would it be? If it's someone in the family that you might see only like at family events here and there and there's no communication, there's just like hi, hi and that's it. And then protecting your kids and, you know, having all that. And even as I'm saying this, I hope you can practice that discernment and know that kind of like, I'm not saying here what to do at all. I'm just saying that if you have conflicted feelings about it, it's very common. And not everybody cuts their perpetrator out of their lives 100%. And that might not be the solution for you, or it might at times. As a psychologist, I have recommended people to cut all ties, even if it's for a while, because when there's a relationship issue, a lot of times that separation can help put things in perspective and then make a decision about what to do. And or if the person, like for example, was an older family member that did it to you as a child, then that person can continue harming other children. So those are also other instances that I'm very like, um, yeah, I would not recommend necessarily like continuing a relationship or allowing that person around with minors. And I know this is something, again, that it's not an either or. And also it depends on the severity of what happened and if there was any responsibility taken by the person and many other factors. 
But I just want to bring that because a lot of people are not talking about it. And yeah, and I think it's important to also talk about it. Love and reminder number eight. What others think of you is a reflection of their own stuff. This is so important. A lot of times, sexual abuse, especially in childhood, is something that runs in families. And what I mean with that is like, if you do like a family tree, you might be surprised that perhaps one of your caregivers experience or, or any of their siblings experience it and perhaps any grandparents experience it. And unfortunately, it's something very, very common. And the person that has more access, it's someone within the family or a family friend that the family quote unquote trust. A lot of these incidents happened during family gatherings. Even if the family is outside and then a child goes in the kitchen, there might be an, a family member or a family friend. You might be surprised, but most of the cases that I've heard are like that. They're not necessarily like, you know, like completely alone in the home. And I'm referring also like sexual assault because the description of sexual assault can be so broad. And I'm giving all of this explanation because a lot of times what happens is if a caregiver dismissed you or made you feel like it was your fault or that you did something or any like that, that can reflect on their own traumas. And I've seen that a lot, especially when we go into that freeze response, that we go into like that numbing and not like dissociating the memories. And a lot of times these people might have that. They might have pieces that they haven't put back in the puzzle and they might be even seeing the pieces, but they don't want to put it back because avoidance is one of the main things that happens when we don't want to remember something traumatic, right? We avoid it. We avoid talking about it, thinking about it. And sometimes we avoid it so bad that I, I refer to like creating a Pandora box and throwing away the key, but that Pandora box is starting to kind of explode and it becomes bigger. So if somebody makes you feel bad about it, a lot of times it could reflect that it's a trigger for them and it's something that they're also avoiding. So what they're saying to you could be a reflection of what they're actually saying to themselves. So not taking it personal. Love and reminder number nine, I believe you. I believe you. I believe what you're saying. I believe what you happened. I don't care if the whole world says it's no. I believe you. And I hope you believe yourself. I hope when you feel things, when something comes up, you believe yourself. You allow yourself to experience yourself believing yourself, if that makes sense. And number 10, love and reminder number 10, your past doesn't have to dictate your present or your future. It does not. It might still be dictating right now your present as you're listening to this or not, or it might still be dictating pieces of your future that you are thinking like, I will never, like if I have children or I will never do X, Y, and Z or, or things that you have avoided in your life that you thought they were taken out of your reach because you were like, I'm not whole, I'm, I'm damaged, like I cannot dream that or do X, Y, and Z. So it might be actually dictating also your future, but I'm here to tell you that it does not have to. I have seen so many cases that I have worked with and again, like I mentioned at the beginning, it's my joy, it's my pleasure and honor to witness these amazing souls returning back home 
to their essence, to their truth, that they're whole, that they deserve to be happy, that they deserve to have joy, that what happened to them is not a reflection of who they are, is a reflection of the other person, the perpetrator that did that. It's not you. So going back to you, going back to your wholeness, processing that, however that looks for you, wherever you are in that spiral journey, it's so important. So that way you can liberate yourself and you don't have to keep those ties in the present or even the ties of ideas that you have for your future. That's my wish for you. And I hope all this message went straight to your heart. Thank you so much for listening in this month in April as we're celebrating or kind of like reminding ourselves of the sexual assault awareness. I think it's important for you to also remember and remind yourself of your wholeness. May you return to your soul, truth, purpose, love, and person. Thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to having another episode down the road or more about this topic as I'm putting more different ideas. I really would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about what was helpful, what was not. How would you like to see or hear me speak about this? And I wish you all a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time.